Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Stop doing $1 tasks, right, Ash? I think this is going to be one of the most valuable episodes that we create. How are you today? I'm super, James. Yeah, how are you doing? Um, yeah, this is a good one. This is, this is where every mortgage broker finds himself at some point or another. Oh, yeah. And I think I feel like this was one of our clients' path. Uh, every time I hear the phrase, stop doing $1 tasks, I just think of PATH and the fact that he said that so many times to us over the, the last 12 months or so as he's gone from 3 to $10 million a month. And the, the, one of the, the key things that keeps coming out of his mouth is, you know, you told me to stop doing $1 tasks. And that's what we want to talk about in today's episode because far too many mortgage brokers are bogged down in the $1 tasks and it is just holding them back from so many different things. And I think uh, we need to dive into that today. Yeah, I love this topic, James. It's one that was very relevant to me um, at certain points in my journey, uh, you know, as a business owner and as a person and, and as a mortgage professional. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, the harder you try and spin your wheels to get out of that bog, as you called it, um, the deeper you get buried. It, it can be like quicksand. And um, I know there's a lot of mortgage uh, pros out there that are probably thinking exactly that, that, you know, the harder they try to break away from those tasks, the deeper they get buried in them. $1 task quicksand. I like that. Well, it, it seems to be the big problem, right? We know that mortgage brokering and, you know, being a loan officer, mortgage broker, it's actually, when you break it down, it's mostly an administrative job. I mean, there's a, well, there's a lot of very, very high level specific tasks involved, but there's also some really basic repetitive low level tasks involved. It's actually one of the few jobs out there, don't you think, Ash, if you think about it, that has such a range between super high level expertise and button pressing, you know, admin, compliance, repetition, and when we actually break up the role of a mortgage broker, it's typically 80% or more repetitive low value stuff. And that's what we want to dive into today. Yeah, it's a unique um, industry. I mean, we love mortgage broking and the value that it brings to the community and the service that it provides. But of course, the flip side of that is for the mortgage pro in their business. Um, you know, it is so easy to get trapped by all of the admin and processing jobs. I mean, James, I feel like it's the holy grail in many ways. The holy grail is how do I pull myself away from $1 tasks and focused on, uh, you know, you know, we call it your highest and best use. Mm -hmm. um, and there is, the good news is, there are ways and means to move yourself, uh, your time into a much more focused uh methodology of spending it on the things that you actually enjoy doing so yeah let's dive in yeah and i think most people listening to this we're not insulting anyone's intelligence i mean most people would already know that 
$1 tasks are boring and repetitive and yep, I can see that that's limiting my earning potential by doing these things. Uh, but, but it's actually, I think there's two parts to this conversation. One part is it's a, you know, actually identifying that that's what's going on. I am bogged down in $1 tasks. And then the second one is, well, how do I actually break out of that cycle of doing all the admin and compliance and things like that? So let's, let's go with, um, which one do you want to go with first, Ash? I, I, I just wanted to add too um, that for me, and this is always my attitude, I don't know about you, James, but I had this belief um, and this theory and this philosophy that mortgage broking is essentially what I would call a $200,000 a year job. And the reason I say that is because the amount of stress, responsibility, accountability, compliance, and obligation, everything that you carry on your shoulders, as this is, and this is not even the admin stuff, this is just the stress, responsibility, accountability, that goes with helping people in such a pivotal transaction in their life, that is a $200,000 a year level of responsibility, right? So why would you want to add on, even though the $1 tasks are important, why would you want to carry all of those tasks as well that ultimately can pull you back from ever being able to earn the level of remuneration that's sort of commensurate with the amount of responsibility and stress that, you know, the average mortgage broker carries on their shoulders. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to awareness for me. Um, I think a lot of mortgage professionals get into the industry. They, they hit the ground running and they, I, I don't think it's actually taught. And most just haven't been shown a better way. They don't know any better. It's, uh, the, I think there's a mindset of, I have to be the one to do it all. Like becoming a mortgage broker means seeing the clients, ringing up people, forging partnerships, doing the paperwork, checking the compliance, doing all the, dotting all the I's, crossing the T's and signing them up all the way through to settlement or closing myself. I think a lot of people truly believe that that's the job, like that's the, the role. So, mm -hmm. which then means the conversation has to be, so it's a little bit about awareness, but then we it actually flip that into a conversation about, is this a job or is this a business? Because if you think it's just a job, then you're right. The job of a mortgage broker is to help a client get a home loan. And that involves everything from sitting with them to working out which lender it's gonna be and doing all the calculations, applications, all the way through to the end. That's the job. But the business of mortgage broking is about, as you say, Ash, it's about um, turning a profit. That's what a business is about. And leveraging skill. And that's, I think, what most, I think that's probably where this whole dollar tasks conversation starts is that most people enter the industry treating it like a job and not like a business. Well, I think it's a natural thing to have happen too. And, and I would say to any um, mortgage pros, um, listen to this, it's not your fault. Like no, the vast no. majority of people coming to this industry come from a paid background. They come from a job somewhere. Yes, there are some mortgage um, you know, professionals who enter mortgage industry coming from other business endeavours. That does happen. But the vast majority of mortgage brokers, mortgage officers, 
come from a job elsewhere, either in financial services or outside the industry. So when you enter this industry, one of the things you really covet is I want to be in control of everything. I want to be my own boss. You know, I, I, I want to not be answerable to somebody else, which is what I've, has been annoying me for the past 10 or 15 years. Okay, so that's all good. That drives that internal nuclear fire that you need, you know, to drive you to work hard to get things done. But the problem is that means that you're doing everything. Day one, you are doing everything. Okay, and that's probably the way it has to start for most mortgage professionals. But the problem is, James, is there's no real education or, or, or um, guidance within this industry to show mortgage professionals a way to very early on start pivoting towards building a business that doesn't trap them in $1 tasks, which leads to the other issue, of course, which you pointed to, which is the whole busyness issue. I, I mean, I, we see this a lot. I suffered from this at, uh, at, at some point, which is, keeping hold of those tasks in order to justify your existence. Like I'm sure there's a lot of mortgage brokers out there who resonate with this is, you know, when your wife, husband, partner says to you, how was your day? And you might have not seen a single client, right? Well, what have you been doing all day? Right? Oh, I had all these things to do, had all these things to do, right? It's very easy to get trapped in that mindset of keeping yourself busy or, or hustling, hustling, I should say. So that's a very, dangerous place to find yourself but unfortunately it's where a lot of mortgage brokers do find themselves um, because they've got eight hours of a day to fill and it's not to say that some of those tasks in fact a lot of those tasks are really important by necessity but if you're doing all of those tasks you don't have a business you have a job and the reality is it's a job paying way below what you should be getting paid as we spoke about earlier but what you're actually doing, which is helping people through one of the most stressful things in their life. Yeah, that sort of sparked an interesting thought in my mind because the job of a mortgage broker does actually still have the potential to be fairly high paid. I mean, based on what we know of a mortgage broker's capacity to do everything from start to finish, they should still be able to do by themselves, even doing all the $1 tasks, a certain number of loans every month. And, you know, they should be able to generate a consistent, pretty decent six-figure income, $100,000, $200,000 a year. So it's not like um, it, it, mortgage brokers as a job can still earn a lot of money. Mm. The thing is, they could be, let's say we've got a mortgage broker earning $200,000 a year by themselves. The amount of multitasking and stress and, you know, pivoting from seeing a client to following up some paperwork that's going on all day, every day and juggling all these applications and partners and everything, it almost doesn't warrant the outcome. See, what we know from working with our clients is that if you stop doing the $1 tasks and focus more and more on the higher value tasks, what we're finding, you know, with our members, Ash, is our members are getting to the point where they're, transitioning from earning one or two or $300,000 a year up to like a million dollars a year. But because they're getting rid of the $1 tasks, not only are they increasing their income, they are squeezing out all the repetitive, boring $1 stuff that they hate. So it's, mm. it's kind of, okay, $1 tasks are going to stop my earning potential. 
but they're also going to stop you from a lot of stress and doing boring work too. So I just want to throw it out there because I think that's another reason why a lot of brokers resist this because they think, well, I can still make a couple of hundred grand a year by myself. Why would I have the, um, why would I have the heartache and, you know, effort of building a team, you know, an actual fact dash, um, building that team, if done in the right way and getting rid of those $1 tasks can mean doubling their income without doing any of those annoying stressful tasks. So it's kind of, I thought we should go down that rabbit hole for a moment because it's oh, well, if only I, if only I had this advice back in the day, James. Which, you know, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this and so passionate about what you just said, um, and I'm sure anybody listening to this will be going, oh yeah, look, I get it. You know, um, how you start as a mortgage broker, you do everything, and yes, you can make a couple of hundred grand a year on your own. But the problem is that, as we know, particularly with the way the industry is going now, with the, the longer t amount of time you go on your own, the more back-end work starts to pile up, both pre- and post-settlement with all of your compliance and best interest duty obligations, depending on where you are in the world as a mortgage professional. So that's a very stressful life to lead. That's a 24-7 worry about everything kind of life. Now, if you're the kind of person who's happy to live like that and have everything totally dependent on you, like that's the other danger, James, isn't it? Like, it, yes, you can make a good living, but you know what? You have a day off. You go get sick. You want to have a holiday. You can't do any of those things without taking everything with you and stressing about it 24-7 because there's no one else in your business. So for all of those reasons, I personally believe it's a transitional part of the journey as a broker. You transition from starting out and doing everything. You have some success you start to make some money, that's the point at which we need to start breaking the job up. That's the point at which we need to start going, radio. I can see things are going well, but I can also see I need to start building a system and process and team that allows me to do the thing that I love doing the most, which is why I got into this in the first place, which is I love solving people's problems and helping people. So there's this transition period that I think a lot of uh, you know, mortgage brokers would resonate with. How do you manage yourself out of that stressful transition period where you are on your own and you might be doing okay, but you know there's a brick wall fast approaching in the distance? Oh, you, know, which, you know, which um, you know, I'll, I'm happy to tell my story at some point in which a lot of brokers would resonate with. At some point, something will break if you keep doing it like that. Oh, we've got broker after broker in, in case studies that have been in that same position where if you're good at what you do, the $1 tasks are the things that'll start to kill you. Like, um, you know, people coming to us that are working seven days a week because they're good at what they do, but most of that time is spent doing $1 tasks. So it's crazy. Let's sort of go into just a few basics about what to do um, because I think a little bit of clarity around what brokers should be doing is is going to be key here so it's it's all well and good to say okay think of it like a business instead of a job that that's not a strategy that's something somebody says from stage that you know doesn't really mean anything so let's give you some tangibles so if you're listening to this the way to get rid of one dollar tasks it's actually relatively simple just most people don't do it it's 
what we talk about a lot in this in this podcast with our clients it's about building process and systems so to get rid of one dollar tasks well the first thing you have to do is identify the one dollar tasks so we sit down we, we go old school right ash we we get a big piece of paper or a big whiteboard and we map out we make a huge list what are all of the things that you have to do in your business write them all out everything from seeing clients to doing data entry for example and then we grab yep. a yellow highlighter or a red pen and we circle all of the things on that list that are repetitive easy low value tasks and then we use a process that we have called five minute systems to start offloading those tasks and giving them to a team member that's which is another obviously a different strategy that we're not talking about today but it's it's actually that simple identify the tasks work out which ones are repetitive and low value that you can offload and give mm -hmm. them to somebody else um, i know there's a lot of mindset stuff about letting go and making sure things work which of course there's always issues to iron out and perfect over time but for me that's the the solution it's map it out start to offload them to a virtual assistant a pa or some sort of administrative person in your business but i'd like you ash to talk mm. about the mindset aspect of doing this because too many mm. brokers don't do this because they're like oh but i'm the only one that can do it and that just sounds all too hard so let's talk about the mindset of how to get over yeah this. I, I will sort of dive into that absolutely james i i sort of wanted just to pick up where you left off there for a moment and and, you know, I would almost challenge anybody listening to this um, that, you know, awareness of this is only part of the puzzle. Like, I'm sure anybody listening to this will be going, yes, of course. And a lot of mortgage brokers, James, they're, they're already trying to outsource things. You know, there's all sorts of service providers, whether it's done-for-you services, VAs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that brokers are sort of trying to find a solution to free up their time, because time being the most valuable asset. So the key takeaway out of this discussion for me, first and foremost, is you must first document everything that you do in the business, A to Z. So this is documenting everything that happens with a customer, essentially, James, you know, from the moment that the phone rings, you've got a lead, a referral, wherever they come from, to the day that the loan settles, and even beyond into the post-settlement communication requirements. That all needs to be mapped out. You need to vomit that up almost, you know, um, download, brain dump it. And you know what? I, I, I don't know what the percentage would be, but I'd be, it wouldn't surprise me if there would be no more than probably 10%, if that, of mortgage brokers who've actually done that process of dumping out everything because the mistake that happens, and this is affects the mindset, is that trying to hire people into your business or trying to outsource $1 tasks from your business without actually understanding where they fit in to the, you know, the conveyor belt or the uh, A to Z of your business becomes problematic because it's very hard to communicate the tasks. It's very hard to be accountable. It's very hard to measure them. It's very hard to monitor them, whether they're being done correctly or not. And uh, we see this, James, don't we, that when brokers sort of essentially come to us for help is, you know, I've tried this and I've tried that and I've tried something else, but, you know, I'm working harder. 
I'm working more hours trying to make it all work. It's like, what? Yep. how do I untangle this puzzle? So from a mindset perspective, of course, you know, this switch to being a business owner, to me, without getting too sort of deep into mindset, I think the best takeaway I can give to anybody is, is to treat your business as a production line, essentially. This is what I would ask or suggest any broker does is to break up your business, or which is essentially taking a customer from inquiry to settlement. Yes, there's marketing in front of that, of course, but as far as your tasks, document that as far as it might look as a production line. That's a great starting point to understand and to see your business as a business owner, not as a job. Like a job is I do everything. A business owner is here's everything that happens in my business and here's where I can start with alleviating myself of some of the responsibilities and go from there. That's the mindset of a business owner is creating something that ultimately doesn't need you or only needs you for revenue generation, doesn't need you for everything else. That's that is a pretty big mindset switch, particularly for people that have come from a job background that are used to um, being instructed and having a system to follow and having a framework to follow. We're now saying you need to build your own framework. That's what business owners do. That's the mindset of a business owner is build your own framework, not rely on working in a business that's got a framework that you follow. Yeah, and that's what we want for all our listeners. That's what we want for everybody is to start to build more of an asset, more of a business. And, you know, it sounds daunting and it might sound hard to a lot of people to, to think about building a business as opposed to just being a mortgage broker or having a job. But there are so many upsides to this. You can earn more money with less work. You can actually go on holidays. You don't have to do all those boring, repetitive, time-wasting tasks. You can actually go out there and talk to more people and build more relationships and do the things you love doing. I don't know if I've met too many brokers, Ash, that say, you know what, I wish I could spend more time um, researching deals and doing administrative work. It's, it's like the, <clears throat> the, what's the saying about the, the person on their deathbed? And the fact that they never said that, I wish I spent more time at the office. You know oh, one? yes. No one ever went to the deathbed wishing they'd work longer hours. I mean, th there is a period in your trajectory as a mortgage broker business owner that you are working hard and you are doing long hours and you are doing all the tasks. That is okay. Very few people start a mortgage broking business from day one with a couple of hundred grand of capital and three staff, right? Very, unless you're buying a franchise, for example, but very, very few people start there. 99% of people start with a few bucks in the bank, a lot of ambition, a lot of hope, a lot of energy, and let's go. So you do do everything. So what we're saying is at some point, and the earlier the better, that you start thinking like this, the earlier you can start making decisions that will save you a lot of stress and drama and long hours later on. Exactly. And that just comes down to making sure you align yourself with the right people, whether it's coaches and advisors, to make sure you are getting pushed and prompted to do those things as opposed to passing the tipping point almost of no return. Um, 
you know, with the doing $1 tasks, very successful, working 100 hours a week, um, because it can get very difficult if you don't have someone externally pulling you back and going, no, do this. Um, and that's why, you know, coming back to people like Path, who um, working seven days a week, uh, writing three, four mil a month, to then going and doing 10 mil a month, uh, working only five days, you know, one of the key things I think that he did was recognizing the $1 tasks and building a business, but having that external viewpoint to sort of pull you out of that $1 trap is probably the number one thing to get pulled out of that trap, set a better plan, get some right advice. And then yes, it's totally about mapping out what you need to do, creating systems, building a team around you. But the, you know, that's flicking the switch for your mindset um, often needs to come from from outside. So um, hopefully this podcast, this episode has maybe sparked something in a lot of our listeners and they will do something about it starting now. I hope so, James. I really do. And that's, as we always say, that is the purpose of this podcast. Yet you and I love chatting about this stuff. The underlying purpose to anyone listening is, is to lift the lid on 50 years of experience as to what we know are the right things to be doing and where to put your focus and what really needs to happen to drive success in the way you want it, not what the industry necessarily tells you. No, we love the industry, but it's not necessarily giving you, um, you know, the right direction. And I would probably leave the last thought for me, James, and this is what you just said with PATH and with virtually all members and me included is it nearly always the spark to resolve this challenge comes from intervention. Whether it's sought voluntarily, as PATH did by hiring a coach, us, of course, but or intervention is thrust upon you, as happened to me back in the day when, you know, I was threatened with divorce or get out of the office. You know, it's that's basically what happened to me. I'll tell that full story another day. So intervention is either something you seek externally for yourself or it'll be thrust upon you without your consent. I prefer the first. Go and get intervention. Get somebody else involved in your business to have a look and um, point you in the right direction. 100%. That's good, Ash. And yeah, as with anything we talk about in this podcast, in mortgage broking, in business, um, it sounds like a simple concept to stop doing $1 tasks. We didn't necessarily say it's always going to be a walk in the park and easy, but it's always going to be worth it. So as with everything we talk about in these podcasts, Start, you know, making progress, chip away, ask people, get help and just keep making progress because it will be worth it even though it is a little bit hard at some time. So thanks again, Ash. Always a pleasure having a chat. Can't wait till next time. Likewise, James. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.